Hello! He is Samuel Broden. And she is Kristen R.B. Peterson. We are your new play-based advocate, BFFs, and we are answering all your early childhood burning questions. Each episode, we are honoring play in childhood by exploring how imagination, creativity, and hands-on experiences can shape young minds. From the quest for the perfect Play-Doh recipe to the epic battle of cleanup time, we've got you covered. Whether you're an administrator looking for ways to embrace more play in your program, or a classroom teacher looking for new ideas and inspiration, we've got you covered. So grab a cup of coffee or wine and join us to laugh, learn, reflect, and honor play. Let's get going. Hey, Samuel. Hey there. Did you know that um, pelicans have a large hump on their beak only at certain parts of the year? Have really? you ever seen, do you, do you have pelicans there? Well, no, but I've seen a pelican. Okay. We have pelicans here that come certain, certain parts of the year as I live in lake country and I just moved on to a lake and now I have a resident pelican who strolls on by, oh. swims on by every day, a few times a day. And his name is Clyde. I've decided but nice. Clyde has this giant lump on his beak. And everybody who sees Clyde is like, what is on his beak? Because it's not something that you see on pelicans all of the time. So, mm -hmm. of course, we Googled it yes. because we wanted to find out what was on his beak. And they have a lump. They develop a lump on their beak during fertile seasons, males and female pelicans. Oh. And it's it, they think, scientists think that it is a signal to others that they are ready to go ready. wow yeah and then it falls off that's so interesting i love learning anything like that about like animals oh. and like nature and like just the way that animals do things and why they do them it's always so interesting to me that's very interesting it how is big so is it what does it look like it's just like this big flat like bump and it's kind of like flat it's really hard i don't know if you google it you can see it um mm. That's interesting. It I is interesting, it. but it's not on there all the time. Huh. Yeah. So it's like, hey, I got this bump, so. Let's go, ladies. Let's bump. Uh, or men, because, like, they, both of them get it, Ma like, male and female. Pelican. Oh, I see. Yeah. Oh, I see. That is interesting. Yeah. Anyway, there's your interesting fact for the day. But that's that not related at all to what we're talking about. I was trying to figure out a really unique way to like, you know, tie that in. <laughs> there no, is, I love it. There's not no, a way I have, to tie I'm, it in. I mean, maybe I'm literally going to tell people that all the time now. I love <laughs> like learning like little random things like that. Yes. This is so mm. fun. That is really fun. Uh-huh. Uh, well, today we're chatting about free reign of resources, like yes. free the glue, free the glitter, free the tape. Oh my God, please. Free all of the things, free the paint. Like yes. we have this theme where we chat about adult control. It seems like it comes up in every, maybe that's what we need to write a book on. Really? Adult control. And like, oh, um, why we have to have control over all of the things in our programs mm -hmm. and like what happens if you allow the children to have control over some of those mm -hmm. things. So mm -hmm. like 
the big one that I like to talk about is glue. Mm-hmm. Like, why do we have to be the dot, dot, not a lot, please? Oh, my God. I hate that so much. Like, we don't have to, we don't have to police the glue. No. You, this is what I say. Like, the only way, because then they're like, well, they're going to use too much. Yeah. The only way to actually learn what too much is, is unless exactly. you've used too much. Exactly. Like, if you're trying to glue something together and you put a huge puddle on, it's going to be drippy and it's not going to stay mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. And it's also not going to stay together if you use one dot. So like you have to, if you want children to really learn, you have to allow them the time and the space and the support to use too much of something Yes. every once in a while in order yes. to learn what just the right amount is. Like that's the real good learning. Mm-hmm. I call it sticky learning and that's kind of a pun in this conversation a little bit <laughs> it's sticky learning like that yes. those moments will stick in their head they're going to be like oh i remember last time i went way too far with the glue mm-hmm. so this time i'm only gonna use this much they won't squeeze out the whole entire bottle of glue every single time they will probably mm-hmm. only do it one time yeah exactly and so like what's the big deal And it's interesting, too, because the more that we try to control things like that, I feel like the more they're going to do it. Yes. Um, Because if it's like, no, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Then they're going to really be like, well, damn, what is going to happen when I do dump the glue? I know I really want to know because you're really not wanting me to do it. Really don't want me to do that. And also, like, I don't know. I feel like a lot of times adults just forget what fun is like. That kind of stuff is fun. It's fun to like dump a bunch of glue and see what happens. It's fun to put your hand in the glue and see what happens. It's fun to like do these things. And these children are like just learning that. They maybe never have even touched glue with their hand ever. Yes. Like it's it, it, but you're right. It's, it's all about that control, right? Or it's all about that discomfort of like, okay, well, I mean, it's so many things, right? It's, well, if they use so much glue, then the craft isn't going to look right. That's yeah. one thing. If they use so much glue, it's going to make a mess that I'm going to have to clean up and I don't want to deal uh-huh. with that. That's another yeah. thing, right? It's all about our inconvenience. It's all about our inconvenience. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, no, if, first of all, the crap shouldn't look like anything. So that solves that. Um, I keep I kept thinking you were saying the crap and not the craft <laughs> well, with a T, but it's really the same thing. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And if they make a mess, don't clean it up. Talk with them. Have them clean it up. That's, yes. That's what it is, right? Another way they can learn. Um, just stop. Yeah, like, just chill out. Like, just chill out. And I know, I know, I don't want to go too long into this conversation without recognizing the fact that many teachers in many programs don't have the ability to have unlimited access to materials. Exactly. Which is... Possibly one of the reasons that they limit the use of them. Um, so we understand that. Limited resources, yes. Limited resources is an issue, a bigger issue than this one conversation. But um, also, ch- that but can be a learning experience for children, too. Exactly. It can be like, this is how much glue we have for the next six months. Exactly. So... Like my friend Tiffany, who has a program in Washington, buys gallons of paint. Children have the free reign over the paint. But she says she will tell the children. And granted, time is a very abstract concept for mm-hmm. children. 
So they aren't at three and four and five years old, probably going to really grasp like how long, like we can't buy anymore until this date. Right, right. They're not going to grasp that, but it can start to be a way to teach the length of time. And like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, yeah, we ran out of paint in two weeks. And now, like, do you remember two weeks ago when we got yep. the paint? Now we have to wait like double that amount of time. Yep. Or like yep. we have to wait a lot longer than that. Like it can be a way to actually talk and learn about the passing of time. Yes. By being out of something. And it can also... Like if you run out of paint and you don't have money to buy more, it can be a way to get creative and think outside the box Mm -hmm. for you and for the Mm -hmm. children. Like what can we do and how can we, what can we use instead? What other materials can we put in their environment that are engaging, that they have control over, that they can Mm -hmm. create with? Mm -hmm. Well, and that's the thing too, because whenever, whenever we're telling children not to use too much glue, not to use too much paint, we're never giving them any real actual explanation or reason behind it besides, well, it's wrong, or I said not to, or you're just not supposed to do that, right? Exactly. But this can be a great way to say like, well, you know, we only have this much glue. We're not able to buy any more. That's why we can only use this much. You know, if you want to use more glue than this, let's figure out how we can make some glue. Or maybe you have some glue at home that you can bring, or maybe we can connect the families in our program and say like, hey, the children are really into using a lot of glue. So if you see any glue out or you have glue at home, bring it in, right? Yeah. Um, being creative too, I think you're right, is is really important because it can be easy for us to just say like, well, I just don't have enough materials for them to do that. That's That's my excuse. There's just, there's no more glue. That's all the glue that we have. And it's like, okay, I can understand that, but there's also a ton of ways to get materials at low or absolutely no cost exactly. at all. And all it takes is a little bit of work from you. Um, yes, if you post on any yeah, community hello. Facebook group and say, hey, our program needs paint or glue. Mm-hmm. Hey, bring it to here, to this location, like drop yep. it off, we'll take it. Yep. Like you can, people want to help programs that serve children. Yes. But see, a lot of times we're not going to do that because we don't want the children to use all the glue anyways. <laughs> and it's such an easy way for us to say like, well, nope, can't do that. We only have one jar of glue. So sorry. And how exhausting is it to regulate oh my God. the the glue use? Like, yeah, I don't want to like. exhausting. No, I don't want to walk around and have like seven of the kids using the glue and having to be like, well, you use two, you use this, you use, oh my God. Like, just use the glue. I don't care. Yeah. Use as much as you want. Oh my want. gosh. And then use it, the cleaning up process as a learning experience. Yes. Like, yes. like teach them. Like we had a little one who um, covered a whole entire chair in purple glue stick. Like, because it was purple and it was like amazing and it was like kind of tacky when they put it on and it was this whole Uh thing and it it took them a a half hour to cover the whole chair and glue stick. And then when they were done, I was like, "You, well, mm, somebody has to sit in that at lunch now, (laughs) but we got to figure out how to get that glue off of the chair by lunch. Uh So the child went over and grabbed two paper towels, brought them over, put them down on the chair, and then they instantaneously stuck to the chair. Right. Because- they were dry paper towels. And then, so it was this whole process of like, okay, well that, that 
doesn't seem like it's working. What what can you think of next? And then it was like, oh, well, maybe we could do wet paper towels. Okay. Went and got wet paper towels that were wet, wet them down, brought them over. And it just became like this sloppy, gloopy, yeah. gross mess. And it ended up that we ended up coming to the conclusion that we needed to take it outside and hose it off and yeah. use the scrub brush to get it off. But we use that as a learning opportunity of like how to yes care for your classroom stuff when other people are going to need to use it after and what a cool experience too like that's that's so cool because like hello yes the glue stick is purple why would i not want to do something cool with it exactly. it's literally purple yes like, purple glue why would i not want to put purple and it's purple when you put it down and it also makes really great chapstick and then it feels really cool when you try to get yes. your lips together and get them apart I remember when I taught the kids how to put the glue on their hands and like peel it off yes. and then like stick it back and forth like this. And it was like so much fun. And I'm like, oh, yeah, we just used a whole bottle of glue. What'd you do with the glue today? Oh, we just put it on our hands all day. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then peeled it off. Yes. And that's yes. fun. It's fun for me. It's fun for them. It's just, yes. it's just fun. Like we should be having fun. We should be getting messy. We should be loud we should be all of these things because again children are going to move on from our programs and they're going to go into the dot dot not a lot world yeah and that's what it's going to be like everything is dot dot not a lot everything mm -hmm. everything as an adult think about it everything as an adult and the last dot, dot, not a lot like the last place they get for full-on creativity is in our programs because mm -hmm. there's a lot less red tape and a lot less academic standards and a lot less assessments and a lot less mm -hmm. all the things that we have the time and the space to be able to allow children to learn through play. Yes. And that means like being able to access all the materials and use them how they say, how they see fit. Mm -hmm. um, some other cool things that I've seen programs do is like self-serve paint. Um, and so we did this in our program for a while, but it was kind of like, we didn't, we knew that the pumping of the paint would be like really popular because oh, you, know, yeah. you have the big gallon jugs and then the pumps yep. and then they get to like go and get their own paint. So we were like, okay, how can we manage that a little bit? So really it became about changing the environment, changing the, what the materials that we offer them so that our needs as, as a program that doesn't want them to fill up a whole entire bowl of yellow paint just to <laughs> fill the bowl of yellow paint up, mm -hmm. you kind of troubleshoot those things ahead of time. So like if the pumping action is what they're after, then find some big jugs with some pumps and put water in them with yep. liquid watercolor and let them pump them into the sensory table, mm -hmm. you know, so they can get that pumping action out. So they're not doing it with the paint that's a little bit more expensive. Mm -hmm. That's a way to solve that. Another way that we found to like solve the issue of like not taking giant amounts of paint to the easel with them is I bought, um, and it took a while to like figure out how to do this, but um, silicone mini muffin pans. So you oh. buy the mini muffin pan and then you cut them into little tr chunks. Yeah. So like little chunks of four we did and or you could do them in strips of like um, three or yeah. four so that they like fit in the easel tray and then they can fill those little mini muffin containers with a small amount of paint and take them back to the table with them and use them for painting at the table. Mm -hmm. the I easel. love that. I love so that. there's ways to um, 
there's ways to support children and their needs by kind of thinking like pre-thinking through things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also seen other programs that do um like self-serve, like make your own Play-Doh station. That's really cool. And so they have all the materials out for children to like mix and make their own Play-Doh. That's really cool. Um, what else have I seen that is like kind of like oh, like we always had tape. Tape, like oh, yeah. we would put so much tape out all the time, and the children would do so many different things with tape. Oh yeah. One of the coolest things that I ever had, and it was so simple and like I didn't really think it was gonna be like a huge thing, but it was just like the wooden roll, and I just had all the <laughs> rainbow masking tape on yeah, there. Yeah. And I was like, I thought it was kind of cool because I'm like, oh, look at all these cool colors of tape. But then it's like, that was literally, they would just take the tape roll and nothing else and just do that for like an hour. And I'm like, oh. And so then they do all these cool things with the tape, right? Like um, oh, someone, one of the kids was like, oh, I wonder if I could like make like a racetrack on the ground, right? And so then they did it once and then literally they did that every morning for like two months. They would come in and they and they would take it up every day. At the end of the day, they would pull yeah. up all their tape because yeah. I'm like, well, we have to mop the floor and whatever. Right. So they take up all the tape and then the next day they would put it all out again and they would make a whole other racetrack. And then every day the racetrack was different or more complex or more this. And it's like. Is that a waste of tape? No, no, it's not wasting tape, right? Tape doesn't have to be just for holding things together. No. And it doesn't have to serve a purpose. Like tape is an open-ended material. If you can change your viewpoint on it as like a somewhat like a loose part Mm -hmm. or a traditional art supply, like free the tape. Yes. And what's also interesting is we were talking about how sometimes programs don't have equal access to materials, but if you are in a program that has unlimited access to materials and you have the privilege of having as many mater- materials as you want, that's also a good conversation to have with the children and a good way for them to learn how to advocate for people who don't have as much as they do or don't have as many um, opportunities as they do. And so we can say, hey, you know, you, you y'all are allowed to use so much tape and we just have unlimited amounts of tape and it's really fun but you know that a lot of kids and other programs don't have this much tape they're not allowed to use tape like this you could have conversations with them you could say like hey do you think maybe we could get some of our tape and and give it to someone else or let someone else use it or give some materials to somebody else right because that's an important part of it too right we want to to teach the children that we want everyone to have access to all the things that we do And so how can we work on that? So it's not even if you're in a program that doesn't have access and you have to like kind of shift what you're doing to kind of match with the access that you have. But also if you do have a ton of access and you have unlimited materials, you can share that and use that as, as, as a way to teach the children how, how to advocate and how to, you know, take care of, of other people and our collective responsibility, like in, in this world, right? Because there is. There's programs that don't have a lot of stuff, and there's programs that have unlimited, ridiculous amounts of stuff. Exactly. And maybe it would be a good opportunity to find programs who don't have access to all the things and send a box yes. their way. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And it's a great way for the children to get connected to 
the community around them, get connected to others, get connected to each other, and really just learn that whole idea of like, you know, we're we're all in this together. And, you know, it's 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 our collective responsibility to take care of the people in our community that need taking care of. Exactly. As a general rule, right? Um, but yeah, like and I was like that. I I was one of those teachers where I was like, don't use that. Don't use that. You can't use that this way. You can't use that this way. You can only use this much. You can't do this, right? I was like that at the very beginning. And then again, you're right. It's exhausting. Yeah. I mean, why not just like go with the mentality that anything that we put on the children's shelves, they can use it in the manner that they see fit. Yes. We should like completely erase all of the rules that we've put around mm-hmm. some of these materials mm-hmm. and like forget them. Forget the rules and let children do what they want because yes. they can. their imaginations are so much better than yours. Oh, my God. Yes. Their creativity uh, is so much greater than yours. Yes. And like it is amazing to sit back and watch children be creative and mm-hmm. have full like autonomy over their own play. Yes. Yes. Oh, and then it's going to oh, wait. And then it'll be this whole thing, right? Where. Well, if you just let the kids do anything they want and you let them use the materials however like they want. And like, yeah, yeah, and they're not going to respect their environment. They're not right. going to respect their environment. And I'm like, actually, it's com- it's actually the opposite. Because when you create an environment where the children are respected and they're trusted and they're allowed to like play as they will and do what they want, you also have conversations with them about this is our community in here. Mm-hmm. We can do what we want, but we also need to make sure that it's still here and that we're taking care of it. And how can we do that? Right. Mm -hmm. Taking care of something and being respectful of something doesn't mean that you have to only do this or only do that. Or, or if you like, it's just so, it's so wild to me. And again, it's that control, right? It's that control. Why in the world is the chill? Why, why is the idea of children using the materials as much as they want or however they want? Why does that equal disrespect or why does that equal all these different things? Right. It's, it's, it's really a wild thing to think about. Because, yeah, that's what a lot of people think, right? When we when we talk about stuff like this, or when we tell people, like, they're like, "Oh, so the children just do whatever they want," and right, I'm like, right. "Well, I mean, yeah. kind of. I mean, if you want to say it that way, yeah, they kind <laughs> of they kind of do do whatever they want, right? But it's not just some like wild animal like party where like the kids, yeah. no." we've created an environment where we're all in this together and there's mutual respect and there's respect for our community and there's all these things, but the children are also able to do, to do what they want. And when they are able to do what they want, they sometimes respect the materials even more Yeah, because they feel more connected to them as opposed to like, Oh, I can only do this with this thing. Well, my imagination is running wild. So if you're telling me I can only do one thing with this one pen, I'm going to find 12 other things to do with it because my imagination is going wild. So I'm not going to want to just write with this pin. I'm going to want to take it apart. I'm going to want to do, you know, all these different things. And so it's like, I don't know, just chill out. Yeah, just Just chill out. And have fun. Have fun. You do something. You go get something and use a lot of it. You go get something and use it in a way that you want to. Oh, I love that. Because we never had that either, right? 
I mean, that's what that's what it's always been like growing up right in school. It was like, no, you can't do that. You can't do that. Art is this way. This is this way. This is this way. And we never really had that. And so we 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 bring that into our work and we give the same thing to the children. But, you know, I, I say a lot of times and I think about this a lot is, you know, when we're doing this kind of reflective practice in our own work and we're really unpacking all these things, it's not only helpful for our practice and for the children that we're working with, but it's also super impactful for ourselves and for the child that's inside of us and the things that we didn't get. Like so much of this work that we're doing with the children can be healing work for ourselves as well. If we yeah. just kind of let it be. Um, Can I tell you a thought that I had while you were speaking? Cause yes. you suggested like you will get something and you use too much. Of yeah. It. Like, Okay, so, um, well, to the listeners, Samuel and I have decided that we're going to go on tour. Yay! <laughs> and we don't know when, and we don't know where yet, but it will be, it is, <laughs> we're manifesting it. And yes. so, one of the things that we could do while we're on tour is lead a You Use Too Much I love workshop it. and let love adults create freely using too much of all the things yes or just like just the amount that they want maybe it's not you know and and that's the point right it's what you want yeah use it all if you want to pour it all out see what happens exactly oh my gosh that's awesome the honoring play tour yes coming to a city near you 2024 city near you 2024 (laughs) I love it. And you have to wear sparkles. Of course. Yeah. I don't know why. I think that just like is our thing now. They it's just great. Sparkle. I love it. I felt so good in those sparkles. I know. Maybe we need we need to like, yeah. I don't know. I have so many thoughts running through my head now. This is what happens when Samuel and I get together. Oh, my God. Like a million yes. things it, that we're like excited about. <laughs> <laughs> and then every every time we talk and then we like get off the phone or get off Zoom or whatever, I'll like spend the whole rest of the day like I'll just have pages and pages of stuff and I'll just go to like Perry and I'll be like, oh my God, so we're gonna do this and then we're gonna do this and what do you think about this? And then this. And I'm but I love that. That's I know that's play. That's okay. exactly yeah. what play so is. send us if you want us to come to your city. Oh yes. <laughs> okay, but it has to be a big city where there's like an international airport. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We can't come to like an like we can't go to like an Alexandria, Minnesota, where I live, where it's like you have to go two hours from any airport. It needs to be like, you know, bigger cities. Yes. Uh huh. And if you know of any so venues where we fun. can have our tour, please let us know. So yes. send an email, Kristen at kristenrbpeterson.com if you have any ideas for our tour. <laughs> I love it. Oh my God. I love it. Back to the regular scheduled programming. <laughs> use like all the things. Yes. Let the children use all the things. Just um, let them glitter. Use How it. do you feel about glitter? Using all the glitter. Well, I myself can't stand actual glitter being used because it goes everywhere. But then again, it's not about me. It isn't about you. I know. And I'm. that's not one thing that I'm trying to... Yeah, like that is a thing that I definitely tried to control um, was glitter mm-hmm. by giving them a tray and here, glitter on oh, this yeah. tray. And like, oh, yeah. 
I think that if in that respect, if glitter bothers you so much, then just don't use it. Exactly. Like it doesn't even need to be an option. It doesn't have to be. No. Um, and that's okay. You can have limits. But as long as you know the reason behind those limits, mm-hmm. like my limit for glitter is like, it's a freaking mess. And like, yeah. we were located in a church. So mm-hmm. it was, you know, kind of frowned upon mm-hmm. to have glitter everywhere all the time in that space, that shared space. Um, so that was part of the reasoning behind us having control over the glitter but then again but also was- that's something that we can talk to the kids about right so like if i don't like glitter and i don't like it for whatever reason i can say like mm, this is why i don't like when we use glitter because xyz because it it's always there we're never going to get it all up yeah. we're never going to get this and then if the kids are like well we really like it what if we did this okay well we can problem solve together yeah. And we can figure some things out for the glitter. Because if you have a conversation with the children and they decide, well, maybe if we all just use a little amount of glitter, then it'll be okay. Then that's cool too, because they've helped you decide on that. They've had yeah. a say in it. They've had a conversation about it. Or you might decide, yeah, we're not going to use glitter, but maybe we could figure out how to maybe put some glitter in some paint. Or maybe we could figure out how to put some glitter somewhere else or get something else sparkly or mm-hmm. just think more think outside the box talk more yeah and let go of control more oh my god just stop controlling i promise you you will be a lot less stressed and so will the children and the environment just becomes magic when you let the children have control over what they're doing when you let them play uninterrupted like it all comes back to like just not having to manage a classroom and have behavior management because mm-hmm. in allowing children the time and the space to play that in itself is behavior and classroom management. Mm-hmm. Like it just manages itself. And yes, yep. you have to be there as like a coach on the sidelines working through some of those social and emotional things and like the self-regulation and all of that. But like that stuff is all, it's all learned through play and like by using too much or not yes. enough or building your yes. tower too tall and it knocks over because the, the base isn't stable. Mm-hmm. Like it's all a learning process. And the, the learning is so much more rich and sticky when yes. you allow the children to actually learn through that process themselves. Exactly. Make those conclusions on their own. Yes. So controlling everything. deciding the conclusion for them. Ugh. Yeah. Just stop. (laughs) (laughs) Free the glue, free the paint, free the, I mean, even free the snack time. Like all children's biological clocks are different. Like, oh my God. Why can't we let children eat when they're hungry? Yep. I know that that's like a, sometimes a program rule or a food program rule where they all have to sit down and eat at the same exact time. Mm -hmm. But like, to me, that's just completely asinine because- Everybody's biological clock is different. Every child eats breakfast or comes to school with a different level of hunger than mm-hmm. every other child. So, like, mm-hmm. why not let them eat when they are hungry? Because you can't learn if you're hungry. Yep. Maslow. Yep. Like, you can't. So, like, free the snack. We should add that to our list. Yeah. Free the nap. A lot of times children are not tired. They're tired in the morning Mm -hmm. and not in the Mm -hmm. afternoon. Like, 
we never freed the nap because it was a scheduling nightmare. Like totally. But I mean, that's something that some programs have done. Like yeah. just let children sleep when they want to sleep. And there yeah. are definitely times where we know that a child is tired. And if they're tired and they go get their blankie and they snuggle up on the couch and they fall asleep, we're not waking them up. Yeah. Hello. At all. So I guess in, in reality, we did free the nap. But yeah. Just free know. it all. <laughs> free it all. Free it all. They're not going to be feral. We promise. No. I think that there's, and there's definitely a, um, if you've never freed any of the things and you have had adult control over so many things, there is definitely a period of time where children will be like, what? Oh yeah. Use all the glue. Okay. Mm -hmm. And they just use it and they use it and they use it. And you're like, why did I do that? Kristen and Samuel said they wouldn't be feral with all all the things, (laughs) but I'm telling you, it will change. Mm-hmm. The novelty wears off. There's oh, a yeah. definite novelty period yep. and it will wear off. Um, so you have to get through that change, that period, that cycle of change in order to see the the light on the other side. Yep. So just do one thing at a time. Don't like free all the things at once. If you've had a lot of control, <laughs> like pick one and start there. Get through the feral process of that, the, the feral change yes, process. Yes. And then move on to the next one. Yes. Start in the corner is what Bev Boss always used to say. And just like change little by little. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Change is hard. It is. But it's worth it. It is. What is something that you have changed in your own personal life that was hard that is worth it? Um, Let's see. I have let go of well yeah i guess my i don't know if i said this while we were recording or if i said it in between but i am a recovering control freak um so just letting go of things that i cannot control and understanding that what will be will be and i can do the best i can with what is given to me um it's very hard to do but i am a lot less stressed by letting go of things that I'm just like, I can't do anything about this. This is the way that it is. So I am going to work through it and work on it in the way that I can. And I'm not going to spend my whole day worrying about why this isn't working, why this person isn't talking to me, why this thing isn't going the way I wanted it to, why, 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 all these things, right? Because mm-hmm. I could spend a whole entire week just bogged down by those things and then i'm missing everything else that's happening in my life so i think i've kind of worked i have a lot of work to do but i've worked really hard on kind of letting go of that and just living more so in the moment and being grateful for the moments that i have um and just trying to control just a little bit less i don't know i don't know if perry would say i've been very successful at not controlling a lot of things but (laughs) that's that's you know I, 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 I try. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's hard. It is hard. It's, it's hard, hard. To, do, to make change as an adult. And it's, it's hard, hard to do it in your teaching practice as well. We get mm-hmm. it. It takes a lot of time and a lot of thought. It's so hard. Yeah. A lot of reflection. Yeah. It's not but easy. We've done it. Yeah. And you can do it too. Yes. It's. Oh, God, totally. If I could do it. Oh, my God. Use the hashtag free the glue. 
We want to see your glue. We want to yes. see your glue pictures. Um, tag us in them too. I'm yeah, at no. Kristen.rb.peterson and he's at honoring childhood on Instagram. That is me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, seriously, if I could do it, God, I wish I'm going to go back and find a picture of my very first classroom because <gasps> if y'all saw that and then see where I am now, you would same. know that you could literally do anything. Yeah, same. Seriously. I know. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my God. Um, uh, Let me think. I'm trying to think if there's anything that I have worked hard to change that was hard. Um. I mean, even just going through a divorce, like in the community that I live in, most people aren't divorced. Mm -hmm. And to be um, in a two different household family, Mm -hmm. um, that is a very, very hard thing for other people outside of me, of my family to accept. Um. Because it makes people uncomfortable in Mm -hmm. this area of the world. It also can bring up past trauma for other people um, who have been through that in their own childhood. And they project that onto me. So I think that that is one of the things that was very difficult, like a very difficult change to go through. But through a lot of reflection and learning and um, just kind of like stick it to yes screw you mentality Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. as far as like there are no rules Mm -hmm. like i have a sign on my wall in my workout room that it's a chalkboard like a lettered sign that i just a chalkboard with chalk on it and the quote that's on there right now that's been on there for a long time is it is okay to live a life others do not understand Mm -hmm. and it is okay to have a classroom that others on the outside don't understand. Yes. Like it is okay. And we're here to support you. So yes. if you sometimes feel like you are um renegade in that you free the glue and you free the tape and you free the paint and you free the snack, it's we're here for you. Yes. And yes. we're here to support you. And we're here to help you take baby steps if you're not there yet. So mm-hmm. um, if anything resonated with you today. Yeah, we want to hear. Send us an email. Yes. Send us a message on Instagram and let us know. Yes. Um, anything that you've changed based on what you've heard us chat about. So thank I you all it. for being here. Thank that, you. That wraps up this episode. Yay. Free the glue. Free it we'll all. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. You can find me at kristenrbpeterson.com. And where can we find you? You can find me at honoringchildhood.org. Thank you for listening. If Thank you. If you would be so kind to leave us a five-star review, we would be so appreciative. We would love you forever.